Welcome everybody to the Debugging the Darkness podcast, a outreach from Christian Tech Center Ministries located in the bucolic center of Longwood, or we call that a metropolis of Longwood. Either way, that's where it's located. Uh, this is a 501c3 ministry, a nonprofit dedicated to helping any and all in need with computers and technology, and of course, always powered by prayer. Uh, with me is the chief bottle washer and <laughs> chef, Andre Klaas. What is your title over there, Andre? Well, I'm the founder, the executive director, the tech missionary, whatever you want to call me. But, Doug, I don't believe you introduced yourself. Wow, good point. I'm uh, Doug Bonnet. I'm, what am I, the MC, the the sort of host? Sidekick. Si- oh, I like sidekick. That's very good. I'm, okay, I'll, I'll own sidekick. <laughs> All right, so this is episode number one, uh, letting our hundreds of thousands of uh, listeners know that we're going to try to do this bi-weekly. Um, so episode number one, we want everybody to get to know Andre a little bit better, his vision for this ministry, how it got started, and what exactly they're doing now. So without further ado, Andre, tell the uh, assembled masses a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, Doug, and of course, thank you for uh, joining me on the air today. My pleasure. It's exciting that this is uh, the inaugural podcast, the very first podcast of Christian Center Ministries as we celebrate having surpassed one year as a registered 501c3 organization serving the Central Florida region. And really, we can say it got started with so many different areas, but really, um, starting with Getting my A-plus certification when I was 16 is really where my professional career ended up taking me in the industry of computing. What, um, uh, if, if you don't mind, Andre, what got you interested in tech in the first place? I mean, it's just something that I grew up with, something that I was uh, enamored with as a kid, um, starting with uh, just playing computer games when I was younger, like SimCity and Roller Coaster Tycoon. And then uh, over time, I started to dabble more and more into the technical side of how these devices work and what's involved in putting computers together and troubleshooting. Um, I went to the technology magnet schools in Seminole County, and uh, when I was in the 10th grade, I got my A-plus certification uh, to work on computers as a professional IT technician. Um, I then switched to online schooling and got my uh, very first job in computers when I was 17 uh, at a local flight simulator company. I worked at Elite Simulations uh, starting from my 17th birthday until I was 20. And then uh, after that, I worked full-time in computer retail at a locally owned computer business called Refresh Computers, also in Longwood. I was there nearly 10 years, and uh, during my time there, um, of course, I continued to grow my knowledge. I developed my skill set, not just selling computers, but also troubleshooting computers. And uh, I rose up the ranks to do uh, all of their social media and even hosted their live radio show called Tech Talk, which was on 96.5 WBBO. And uh, after that, uh, I I was doing that. I also ran for public office trying to figure out ways that I can serve the community and give back and make an impact of the lives of our local residents. And from my experience in the tech field and running for office, one thing I came to realize is how essential access to reliable working technology has become as it relates to our quality of life. 
um, these days to be able to graduate from school, uh, achieve uh, gainful employment, access to healthcare resources, social integration, you name it. Pretty much everything in our modern society relies on computers. And uh, my campaign was in the 2020 general election. Of course, as you know, that year was the big COVID pandemic and shutdowns that had taken place all over our nation. And uh, it really solidified computers more than ever as an essential utility staple in the modern household. So um, after I lost in the election, which I don't concern myself to have lost, if you will, because in the end, one, we made some really good impacts for the community. We maintained a nice, uplifting message. And the most important part was that I actually ended up finding my relationship with Jesus from being invited to Lake Mary Church. And that's what completely transformed my life as I continued the campaign. I was also establishing biblical foundations in my life. And... Uh, just completely, uh, cha it just completely changed my whole worldview as I came to understand who God is and what he did for us all on the cross. And uh, from that point uh, forward, uh, the Lord put upon my heart uh, to be able to use my giftings and talents as a means to glorify him through stewardship in the community. So how do you see the sovereignty of God involved even before you came to Jesus, as it concerns what you're doing now with Christian Tech Center Ministries? Well, God always has an ultimate plan and a purpose. And uh, a lot of the disadvantages that I faced in life from growing up on the autism spectrum, from being raised by a single mom, from being bullied a lot in school, and all the challenges that I've had to face really helped sculpt me and help mold me into becoming who I am today to become more compassionate, more empathetic, more receptive, and understanding of the needs of people around me. And uh, the Lord reached me in a way that I didn't necessarily expect to be reached, but he knew that this would be how I would end up coming to know him. And in the end, um, I, I'm very blessed to have been able to continue living in a decent standard of living. I'm blessed to have my home, my car, my mother, and of course, uh, to be surrounded by a, such a wonderful spiritual family and group of friends uh, that I'm able to rely on and depend on. Um, and uh, of course, uh, when the Lord put this mission upon my heart, I, I faced a lot of challenges, a lot of no's, if you will, mm -hmm. from property owners that just simply didn't want a nonprofit charity or people that uh, originally were making funding commitments and and ended up not keeping them. Right. But the Lord right. ended up, uh, through God's provision, we ended up being able to find a nice, comfortable facility to be able to establish our workshop, establish our mission, and uh, one thing after the other, it's just blessing after blessing that the Lord's been able to provide the different resources to be able to equip the facility and make it into a fully functioning computer workshop where we're able to uh, prepare computers to give out to the community to perform free computer repairs for families that have broken computers that can't afford to have them fixed, and uh, just laying the groundwork and establishing the foundation, which has now been able to serve hundreds of Central Florida residents over this past year and many more to come. So let's turn the clock back until what, what do you feel like was the first seed? Now, I know you were working at the uh, computer repair place uh, what do you sense uh, 
was the first seed to actually give everything up in essence i i know you i i, I know your story a little bit and um you've sacrificed quite a bit to go into full-time ministry if you will what what was the first seed how did you try to water that seed, and, and where do you see the Lord's involvement in all of that? Well, really, if you enjoy what you do, it's not really a sacrifice. But, if, of course, uh, it definitely was a bit of a challenge, uh, especially uh, quitting my job and putting all of my savings and just having the trust in the Lord to move forward. What do, you, what do you feel like was the biggest hurdle to begin with? Well, the biggest hurdle was the Lord was simply being able to find the facility and be able to go where the Lord planned for me to open the door and of course you can just try and try and try but really only God's timing can uh, prove fruitfulness when it comes to this type of thing but really the originating seed for this mission would have to go I would say it would have to go back to when I was attending foundations at Lake Mary Church and uh, it's a 12-week program where um, Pastor Shaddy Solomon leads you to understand who God is, how God works, understanding the things of the Spirit, the things of the world, and uh, really un developing that first initial understanding. Essentially, like It's essentially like a boot camp to understanding faith, if you will. And one thing he talked about was uh, how we are meant to be God's foot soldiers, not only to share the gospel, but to glorify his name. And one of the things he talked about, which originates from 1 Peter 4.10, is about how we use our gifts and our talents as a means to be able to honor God, grow the kingdom, and uh, make that impact in the world. So it, would it be fair to say that that was the light bulb moment, if you will, where you, in your mind, kind of connected the dots between what you were good at and what the Lord wanted you to do. Yeah, well, the, I knew that I wanted to do whatever I could do to serve the Lord, but the light bulb moment was really that November, at that uh, last Sunday after Thanksgiving in 2020, and uh, Pastor Shay was preaching on a sermon series called Making Change, and that the message of the day was called Tomorrow Matters. And uh, that's when that vision came to me, well, I was just sitting in the front row of the 5.30 service uh, just trying to figure out and contemplate, okay, I lost the election. What's the next plan for me? So well, your, can... your plans to be president of the United States were dashed in that first uh, lost election, do you think? Well, I, I well, running for county commission, surprisingly, <clears throat> local races are the ones that have the most direct impact as sure. the quality of life. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm blessed to have run a really well-run race getting over 10,000 votes but in truth I'm done with politics it's not for me just seeing the toxicity of the political arena in our nation today that's not where I'm meant to be and that's not where I'm going to be able to serve the community most effectively just so our listeners know our millions of listeners at this point <laughs> I did vote for Andre so uh it wasn't my fault buddy hey that's all right because in the end it just wasn't what was meant to be and Amen. Uh, Amen. in the end I'm glad that the person that actually beat me in my race has not only become a great friend but also a supporter of this mission and from this election cycle and running for county commission that's really what helped position me and that's how God positioned me 
to be able to build that trust and that rapport and those relationships within the Central Florida community that ended up helping to facilitate this ultimate mission. Well, tell us originally, now I know that it was not easy getting the storefront that Christian Tech Center Ministries is located in now. Um, and even after getting the storefront, there was still a lot of work to do. Oh, yes, indeed. But uh, it was just one thing after another. Like one point we had shelf donated and tables, then computer equipment. Uh, my former co-employer, if you will, uh, at A1 Assets actually donated uh, thousands of dollars worth of equipment to help me set up our operating facility. And uh, there were different uh, businesses, different organizations that donated all different assets from the free Bible bookshelf to the television where I'm playing music on to our free coffee to uh, like our, our clone machine, our server rack, even the bathroom fixtures. Uh, and, I mean, there's pieces of Lake Mary Church in our building, like the bathroom light fixture, the handicap rails. Um, and, uh, of course, if you look at our back wall now, we have a beautiful Powered with Prayer upcycled keyboard art made by the yeah, legendary artist tremendous. Doug Powell, uh, a.k.a. the Puzzle Art Master. And uh, it's just really amazing. Shout out to you, Doug Powell. Yep. He's definitely uh, definitely a talented artist. I mean, his works are featured alongside the likes of Picasso at Art Basel, the Garisco Gallery, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And he made a piece donated to us as a custom commission. And it's just one of the most like one of the most amazing, beautiful masterpieces. And uh, right there in our office. And so it's really something how this what was originally a vacant, dilapidated facility. Um, that, uh, of course, just prayed over it. Uh, and I think you were there, Doug, when uh, it was the evening of my 30th birthday. And uh, for group... Andre's a kid, by the way. <laughs> for, so uh, Sean took us all out to, to dinner at Bay Ridge. Bay Ridge, yeah. And I remember he, well. Uh, and uh, he asked, where do you want to go for dinner? I'm like, well, let's go. Can we do Bay Ridge? And he's like, let's go to Bay Ridge. And we went over there, and then afterwards... Uh, can we bring the group over to pray over this facility? Because this office was like, it was the last remaining suite in this plaza. And, of course, this plaza was unlike the other plazas because it was actually run by the owner. It was actually uh, maintained by the owner. And so the owner made all the decisions as it relates to this facility. So many other shopping plazas and facilities and commercial properties are typically owned by shell companies with leasing agencies that said, oh, we don't want a nonprofit in our plaza, or the rent's going to be astronomically high, or this, that, or the other. Um, so, of course, it was the last spot, and they had a tenant that had been stringing them along, so they were keeping the sign up there. And then uh, we all went and we prayed over this facility, asking God to let this be so. This is what, what it was meant to be in his timing. And then on my birthday, I prayed. I just went over there. I prayed for like an hour, just sitting outside the facility. That would end up becoming our workshop, um, asking God to show me a sign if this is where it was meant to be. And, of course, I've, trust, I've come to trust and believe in God that he makes what seems impossible happen. He does this all the time. And uh, when I got up after praying for about an hour, I lost uh, all. And this might sound strange to some, but... Uh, 
I've personally witnessed and experienced manifestations of the Lord. So when I got up, my legs just locked up. I lost all feeling and my knees down. I was just stuck there just staying there for like 10, 15 minutes. And uh, I would come to realize that would be the sign that this would be where I was meant to plant the foundation for this ministry. Uh, later on the month, I came by the plaza again. I saw that unlike every other time I would come there, the door was propped open. So yeah. you go from, obviously, the Lord putting the, the seed in your mind that he wanted you to establish this ministry to reach out and help people with tech, with computers. And then um, he graciously provides this building for you. But then you've got an empty building and a whole lot of need to fill it. So how did you get the word out? And how did you connect with the people that ultimately provided the shelving, the uh, computers, and all these other things? Well, the biggest thing, Doug, is that... Uh... You just got to ask. You don't receive unless you ask. It's, it's one thing that Pastor Shai talks about, the power of the spoken word when you speak things into existence. And so um, when I went to the building that time, um, it was that last week of February, and the doors propped open. I went in, looked around, and uh, the landlord came in, and uh, uh, he said that uh, he wanted to go ahead and give me a chance. He'd been talking a lot with the city leaders in Longwood, including uh, one who's now on my board of directors. And uh, he said he'd take care of fixing it all up nice, and then he'll give me a couple months to get everything in order. And then the rent, of course, is a fairly reasonable rent for that type of property and space. Uh, so uh, from there, um, I started uh, engaging in the community. Um, from uh, meeting with a friend who helped me with doing the incorporation of the nonprofit corporation and the 501c3 filing. So even just getting the paperwork together, I um, had you help. had somebody. Yeah, Yeah, and I was blessed for all the help that I've gotten so far and all the help that I know that the Lord will continue to provide and all the people he's using to be able to provide all this help and resource. Um, so... Um, what, what do you think has been the most effective way for you not only to connect with uh, people to provide the material goods? You know, obviously one of the, the bigger um, things that you need over there are computers, are monitors. Mm -hmm. um, so between that and obviously to pay the rent and to buy the resources you need requires a certain amount of money. So what what do you feel like has been the best way to connect with people and, and let them know, hey, um, this is a, a faith-based ministry, and it is entirely supported by those that come alongside of you? Absolutely, Doug. And uh, really, it's hard to say with other than the Lord provides mm -hmm. because um, um, trying to raise partnership and continuing to try to raise partnership to try to achieve a fully funded status is always difficult, especially in these crazy economic times that we're dealing with. But uh, somehow um, every month uh, we've been able to keep the lights on and we've been able to keep the bills paid and continue our programs and continuing to serve. And uh, early on it was definitely a big, a big challenge, um, but uh, – Somehow, month after month, uh, from different individuals and business owners uh, that we've been able to uh, have donations to be able to, to uh, keep funding our operation. 
um, and as we continue to uh, serve those in need, of course, uh, it's a reciprocal cycle that the more people you serve, the more doors that will open, right. which leads to being able to serve more people, which in turn leads to even more doors being open. And so now, of course, a whole year later, um, we've definitely developed a strong, a very strong reputation of service in the community. Um, to date, we've already given away over 300 free computers and computers that some come to us donate from individuals, businesses, organizations. And we've been, and uh, what we do is that we essentially we do a secure wipe on the computer. Uh, we test them, make sure the hardware's in good shape, professionally recondition them to modern operating standards, and then we give these computers back out to help individuals, families, households in need, other local nonprofits, and. Uh, and the earlier on, it started with me asking different business owners, and some would reach out to us on Facebook with offers of donating equipment. And uh, we've actually had uh, numerous situations where, now that we're established, that there's business owners that have actually been in the process of doing technology refreshes where they're looking for a charity to donate the equipment to, and they were like, well, We'd otherwise would have been throwing it out, and then we looked up charities with technology, and we found Christian Tech Center, and uh, sure enough, we've uh, been able to uh, have a good, sufficient stock to be able to address the needs of anyone that has come to us or anyone who might potentially have a larger project. Like, for example, um, one of our biggest projects to date was equipping the Dr. Velma Williams Community Resource Center in historic Goldsboro. Um, that project involved deploying over 20 desktop computers and being able to reach that socially disadvantaged community. And uh, we are grateful that we are able to stand at the ready for any potential immediate need in our community. So even something as simple as a Google search is how people are finding out, hey, I've got a bunch of equipment laying around. I don't want to toss it in a dumpster or take it to the uh, Seminole Recycling Place. Can I find somebody to use this? And that's how they reach out to you. Absolutely. And uh, all of the computer equipment that we have given out is all equipment that was originally donated to us. So we don't sell any of the equipment to the public. Um, it's only for those who might need it, whether it's for individual families, households, other charitable organizations, even uh, students from the church that need them for their studies. Um, we're always ready for any potential need. And here's the thing, Doug. The face of need has definitely evolved over these past several years. Uh, right now, according to the census data, 13% of our state's population is considered impoverished, 46% on top of that is considered working poor, that they might have a job, but yet they're not able to make ends meet, uh, aka underemployed. Um, so right now there's a large segment of our state's population that needs these types of services, um, that uh, if they have computers that need to be repaired, we're able to help repair them, modernize, upgrade them. Um, and, of course, if they have a, a need for a computer because they simply can't afford one, that we're able to provide. A new thing that we've been doing this year also is that we launched our uh, Tech 101 training curriculums. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, so it's something that we just started uh, in January of this year. 
um, which we host free workshops to be able to to teach tech literacy skills because it's just like driving a car. If what good is a car if you don't know how to drive it? So um, of course uh, we launched. Uh, so you're saying I should learn how to drive my car now that I've been driving it for years? Well, uh, is that good advice, Andre? Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> There's always room for improvement, as you've seen by crazy drivers on these roads, especially on I-4 these days. Um, But um, especially with technology, there are many people out there that don't really know the basics, like how to open a web browser, how to apply for a job, how to use social media and things of that nature, and of course, how to stay safe on the internet. So um, um, different areas that we've been able to cover are Computing Basics 101, Digital Security 101, and uh, we're even getting ready to launch a part where we can teach people how to do resumes, and uh, I have a a friend who's a professional resume builder who's going to volunteer to stand alongside me and help with these essential skills, and the ultimate goal is that uh, by providing these computer systems as a hand up that uh, people that we provide these to are able to regain self-sufficiency or make any other notable quality of life improvement as uh, we provide these essential goods and services across uh, the Central Florida region. And one of the things we want to do in upcoming episodes for our tens of millions of listeners (laughs) is we actually want to get into the nuts and bolts of what a computer would suit what needs. In other words, if somebody is just emailing or typing out a a text document or something like that, they're not going to need a gigantic system for gaming. Um, But on the other hand, if if somebody's rendering video, then obviously they're going to need more computing. So we'll get into the nuts and bolts of that. Uh, What we are going to do as well as set up a, um, a way that you can reach out to us, all you hundreds of millions of listeners out there, with your computer questions, and we're going to have uh, expert Andre here answer them. And if he doesn't know the answer, then we're going to ignore your question and pretend like we never got it. So <laughs> that's how we roll over here. Well, Doug, um, the thing is, is that the tech world's always changing, and uh, one thing I've become really adapt to, especially when I uh, did the Tech Talk show, is being able to answer questions on the fly and uh, being able to research because. There's so many different programs and so many different functions that operate in different ways, between the diff- even between the software versions, um, or in general with functionality, um, that uh, I've always remained uh, at the ready to be able to answer questions, even challenging questions, because in the end, this show is all about being a resource for you in being able to help out as much as we can. And of course, uh, as we close today's show, uh, Christian Tech Center is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And uh, so, of course, if you're able to donate, whether it's uh, equipment donations, especially laptop computers are our biggest need right now, or funding donations that you can potentially also write off on your taxes. And, of course, we just had tax season recently, so uh, oh, something to think about we. for next year uh, for a charitable donation for your personal or your business tax returns. And, uh, of course, we also offer our computer repair services to the public on a donation-supported basis as well. So, Andre, it's you will work on people's computers for free, but that's not to say that um, you wouldn't accept donations to have work done. So, 
I think one of the things that um, is a, a good thing about letting people know that are dropping their computers off, hey, um, this is a this is a ministry, but if you want to chip something in the uh, tip jar, go ahead and feel free to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely, because it all goes to help support our mission and our purpose that's to right, be able that's to serve right. those in the community. Uh, Christian Tech Center Ministries is located at 1006 West State Road 434 in Longwood. Uh, we are at the corner of 434 and Range Line Road on the south side of the traffic light. Uh, so you can get to us fairly easily either by taking I-4 to exit 94, which is two miles east of the interstate, or you can also take 1792, turn on a 434, and we're about five miles west of 1792. You can also take the Sunrail Station or Lynx Route 434 to get to us as well. We are open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., most Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Our phone number is 407 545-8090 and our website to learn more about our services and our charity is christiantechcenter.com So Andre, before we leave let the cool kids know where they can find you on social media. Absolutely. So uh, we are on numerous different social media platforms at facebook.com forward slash christiantechcenter instagram.com forward slash christiantechcenter we're also on Twitter as Christian Tech HQ, standing for headquarters, of course, uh, because Christian Tech Center does not fit in Twitter's 15-character handle oh, limit. Dear Twitter, I've I've got an in with Elon, so maybe we can straighten <laughs> that out. And of course, we're also on LinkedIn as well, so that's the best way to uh, follow uh, the latest news happenings and updates from Christian Tech Center. Uh, we also have our first anniversary gala coming up to celebrate the first anniversary of the launch of Christian Tech Center, and that will be on May 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Harvest Time International. And we are actively selling tickets and table sponsorships at christiantechcenter.com forward slash gala. Andre, thank you very much for filling us in on your passion and your ministry, which in, in a perfect world, those things meld together as, as the Lord intercedes. So we appreciate getting to know you, getting to know what's going on at Christian Tech Center Ministries, and to our hundreds of millions of listeners. You, you see it's increasing every time I mention it, so we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, hit the billion mark pretty soon here. But until the next time, God bless each and every one of you. And, and uh, we would be remiss in saying, uh, if you're so inclined, Pray for Christian Tech Ministries, for the resources needed, and for the opportunity for Andre not only to fix tech, but most importantly, minister to the people that come in with a different situation. So we thank you so much, Andre, and we'll look forward to seeing you again. Absolutely. Come join us next time. All right. Take care, everybody.